Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 62. I am your host, Delano Soporu, founder and financial advisor, New Street Advisors Group. Thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to five-star rate, subscribe, review, wherever you're listening, and support this podcast, Team New Street. We really appreciate you. This week, as always, we'll talk about what is in the news a fun news week. It was kind of quiet, but there were some tidbits that you'd probably want to know about. We'll also talk about the financial roundtable, which we're discussing SPACs and FinTwit influencers, your favorites. What are they doing? What is their game? What is their spiel? We'll get into that. Also, question of the week, an interesting one, I thought. Really interesting. And lastly, personal fi- personal update, personal life update, all and more on this episode. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back, Team New Street. Thank you for tuning in. We have the market update right now. Let's talk about the first quarter. The first quarter of the market's over as of yesterday, um, and it was you know a great quarter for the markets. The Dow gained 8%, Proxy S&P up 6 NASDAQ up 3 uh, Tech is starting to rebound as we thought it would. Um, and again, it, diversified portfolios like my clients have are performing really well across the board. And if you look at it today, stock futures are up. And there's a couple of things the markets are looking at. Biden has introduced another multi-trillion dollar deal. This time it's infrastructure proposal. Uh, this is another big spending um, deal that's going to, you know, we're going to print some more money to do these things. Uh, it's, I think it's called the America Rescue, American Rescue Plan. Um, and they want to rebuild America, rebuild infrastructure. You can find the details of the steel anywhere online, but they're planning to include spending on roads, bridges, green energy, water system upgrades, a lot of stuff to the infrastructure of the United States of America. So that's interesting. It's something to watch for. What does that do to inflation? Obviously, increase inflation. We're, we're spending a lot. The balance sheet debt outside is increasing incredibly for the United States of America, the most ever in history. Um, so that's something that's going to affect you know, your dollar, your money that's sitting in the bank, uh, that's losing purchasing power every second, <laughs> essentially. Um, other big news as far as the market, Microsoft rose. And we'll talk about more in the, in the news update, but they just got a new deal uh, from the U.S. Army. Uh, you're seeing, you know, semiconductors, different things, tech starting to rebound uh, with the rates leveling off at some point. Um, and so you're seeing a lot of this in the market this week. Um, so there's not much jobless claims uh, for unemployment. We're, we're a little bit higher, but, you know, you're not seeing it's a muted week, less volatility, which for some people is a bad thing. because Some people look for the volatility, look for the huge price swings, uh, but there's less volatility in the market right now. It's more quiet. Um, and that's kind of a good thing for, for long-term rest. We're just ticking straight, ticking forward um, as far as the market is concerned. Let's talk broader news. We just touched on it. Microsoft won the U.S. Army contract for augmented reality headsets. This contract is going to be worth over $21 billion over the next 10 years. Augmented reality, virtual reality, you're going to see that coming a lot more over the next 10 years. The U.S. Army jumping straight in with Microsoft to get this done. I think you're going to see a lot more players in this space, Tesla, Facebook. It's going to be a battle because this is going to be a new space and arena that people are going to be heavily invested in over the next 10, 15, 20 years. Um, and so that's a great win for Microsoft. Um, they ticked up higher on that news. In other news, PayPal. 
PayPal launches cryptocurrency payments. The crypto mainstreamification intensifies, and I talked about it at the beginning of the year. I think the the, the institutional buy-in to cryptocurrency is coming. That's what we're seeing all over the place, as I spoke about earlier. Um, you know, crypto is now being mainstreamed by some institutions. Even the big old guard institutions are starting to say they want to jump in. And if you look at their comments from one, two, even months ago, they said they were staying away from it. They literally have no choice. You can't ban it. It's it's decentralized. You can't ban cryptocurrency. Um, that's the issue that they're running into. Um, so you know, you saw Ray Dalio said that the U.S. is going to ban it. They can't. It's it's not. You can't ban cryptocurrency. Um, and if you look at countries that have tried to, the price in those countries have actually increased heavily after the news that they tried. Look at Nigeria. Look at India. Uh, but anyways, back to PayPal. They're launching a service to allow users to pay with crypto at online stores. Um, this was, it's, it's a huge news, PayPal and, you know, PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, Square, all these areas are definitely going to be heavily aligned with cryptocurrency. They know that they should be, and it makes sense, especially for younger users and people that are on their platforms, a hundred percent makes sense. And so that's why they're kind of aligning themselves as such. Um, so that's really interesting news. And if we move forward. To more content news this time, Spotify said it's acquiring Betty Labs, which is the creator of the live audio social app called Locker Room. Locker Room is akin to um, Clubhouse. It's kind of a smaller version. I never heard of Locker Room until this news, but apparently Spotify saw something, acquired them. It's a focus is on social audio features. Um, so it's a pretty congrats to the Betty Labs people that um, have that Spotify acquisition and Spotify and the other people see it, that there's ways to get into content. You want to be in contact in all areas. If you're a big media content streaming business, you want to make sure you're fully covered in all those areas. And that's why Spotify is making that move. And to bad moves, big banks are losing big money after a major hedge fund de defaulted. So uh, last week, a bunch of big banks told a large U.S. fund, Archegos Capital Management, that it needs to put money in to keep its positions. They were at a margin call, which is, you know, essentially what's happened to a lot of people that were trading. If you're trading, you have margin requirements a lot of times. And if you don't have the cash um, or if you're getting close to those edges, you have to put in the cash to keep the, the positions you have. Um, and Archegos Capital said that they didn't have the money. Um, and it defaulted all their positions. A lot of people had to sell these positions that they were in, which drove like Discover, Viacom, a lot of these media tech companies, Tessent, Baidu, down. Uh, Viacom was down 30% after this, after everyone had to liquidate based on, you know, the margin calls. So that's what happens in these, in these interesting, you know, type of, you know, high levered trades. Um, and the margin is usually from trading. They're, they're using leverage or borrowing money to do these trades to increase their return. And so that's, you're, you're putting more at risk, especially these hedge funds. They're losing a lot of money for people in some situations. Um, so it's quite interesting to see what they're doing on that side of things. Quick tidbit news. New Yorkers age 30 and up will be eligible for the COVID vaccine, uh, COVID-19 vaccine starting April 6th. That's coming up. Everyone, my New York listeners, a lot of them out there. Um, that is coming up. Visa more crypto news, Visa Inc. said on Monday, it will allow the use of cryptocurrency uh, USD coin to settle transactions on its payment network. Another sign of growing acceptance of digital currencies by the mainstream. Um, so yeah, again, another sign of digital currencies and being accepted by institutions uh, like we talked about at the beginning of this year. 
And the rumors are true, folks. WeWork, remember that embattled company that got crushed during the pandemic? They were going to IPO. They couldn't IPO. Uh, I think the founder left, and they've had to rework some things, no pun intended. Uh, but they're looking to merge with a SPAC, uh, BowX Acquisition Corp, to make its public debut. So WeWork is looking to to do its public debut. Um, and it's interesting. I think you know we talked about Adam Newman tried and failed to take WeWork public in 2019. Then big trouble came with the company. Uh, their valuation plummeted from 47 billion to 2.9 billion. That's the thing with these IPOs that a lot of you guys want to jump into. You have no clue what the company is, how it's going to perform. Wall Street was selling WeWork as a $47 billion company, and now it's worth $2 billion. So you would have bought that at a $47 billion valuation because you just heard the name or you stopped into a WeWork or your friend told you they IPO'd, and then you would have lost a lot of money. Um, now they're trying to look at a more respectable $9 billion, billion valuation with this SPAC merger. Um, yeah, and we'll see how that plays out. Again, generally for me, I think if you're looking at these companies, WeWork is the biggest in the space. I think the shared use space is going to continue to grow. They're going to have a lot of trouble with getting people back into offices again when you can just work from home now as everyone is doing. Um, and that's something that's going to be a battle for WeWork and a lot of companies in real estate, commercial real estate companies across the country. What are the big tech companies deciding to do? Do they want to stay into these spaces or do they want to just have people work from home as we've so shown that we can do so well at over this pandemic? So. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle for them. Nothing comes easy, of course, but that is your market and news update. Let's talk financial roundtable called Talk Specs and FinTwit Influencers next. Hey, everyone, gather around Team New Street. We are going to do the financial roundtable. And I want to do about Specs because I realize I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but I've never actually explained them, uh, what they do, what they stand for, what it is. Um, and essentially a SPAC is a stands for a special purpose acquisition company, which is a kind of, a, it's a weird way of saying that we gave you a amount of money via blank check to buy another company. So you raise a bunch of money through a SPAC IPO. Uh, and the purpose of this blank check company has no operations. The company that did the IPO has no operations. It's a blank check, but it's purpose is to buy another company. They're not really new. They've been around since 2003. They become all the rage recently for reasons I actually don't even know why. <laughs> um, I think I think actually, you know, companies are looking for different ways to come to the markets rather than the traditional IPO roadshow that which is going to slowly and slowly die out. Companies are looking for different and more cheap ways to do it, whether it's a SPAC or it's a direct listing. And, and that's why you're seeing it. Now, does a SPAC in itself just mean this is a good company, buy it? No, but that's a lot of what people thought or think, especially when you have, you know, fintech influencers or different people saying, you know, I have a SPAC or some of you like, and they just did sponsored another SPAC. That doesn't mean that the company that they're merging with is actually a good company and, and worth buying. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a big point to understand. Um, so as you're seeing, um, a lot of people, again, SPACs have come up so, so much um, and they're sponsored by people. The people who invest in SPACs have different goals from normal investors, right? So the people who you know invest in SPACs or sponsoring the SPACs, they have different goals than retail investors. They may not even care or know the company until it's acquired. 
and that puts you at a different position, right? Um, so let's talk about it. Let's look at it. Why are people sponsoring SPACs? That's for money, you know? So if you like chat with all these different people, they're getting paid to sponsor these SPACs. They get a good cut percentage of any of these mergers and any of these things that these SPACs they sponsors go through. Um, and so they could care less. And well, I shouldn't say that in some case situations, they don't really matter what happens after the merger for them after they've already taken their cut of percentage. So, so they're not going to save, um, you in those situations, in those situations. Um, so, you know, you have to fully understand that they're, they're just blank check vehicles, um, to buy and merge with another company. It's a hot sector right now. You've seen so many come. I think those data, there's like 112 or so in the last year or so. SPACs, does that mean there's 120, or excuse me, 120, 12 in 2020, which is the record year? Does that mean that there's 120, 12 companies that were strong performing companies are going to be? No, not, not in the least, in the slightest. So everyone that's just buying every new SPAC definitely hurting your own pockets. Um, and if you think about it, and it's it's not their fault. Like the FinTwit influencers, I won't name names, but the people that are you know sponsoring all these specs and putting it out there, you already are going to get their cut no matter what. And if you're just buying it based on the name, based on that you like them, <laughs> and, you're, and you're buying it with possibly your rent money and thinking it's going to just go to the moon, I would you know you saw some people being attacked for the performance of some of these specs. You probably should you know work with an expert, do research because it's not just because of a popular name that the SPAC is going to do well. Uh, you want to make sure that it's actually a good underlying business that, that's merged with, um, that is actually going to be performing well to give investors a return, which will make the share price actually appreciate, right? So I was going to say more on this. I think I'll hold off uh, just because I want people to let that marinate first, and then we can definitely touch into that. But I mean, it, it's, a, it's a thing that we're all learning. Now. All these things are so so new for a lot of people. So education, literacy, learning, these things are part of the the part of the, the journey. And I think that's for everyone. Education, learning, understanding, there's so much more than what you just see on, on paper or headline. There's, you have to really dig deep, deep dive to really fully understand everything. So that's part of it. I'm everyone's learning every day, myself included, but we'll just keep on doing that. We'll keep on pushing forward to new street. Um, and that is a little high level overview of specs. Um, hopefully that makes more sense. Any more questions, please feel free to reach out and I can break that down for you some more, but let's go on to the next segment, which is the question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week, everyone. I thought this was an interesting one. Fit into our theme, but let's dive into the reader and the question that they pro proposed. And here it is. The headline of the question is, the market knows that last year, my older brother advised me to sell. I lost 80000 How can I forgive him? <laughs> let's deep dive into the question. During this time last year when the market was nosediving, my older brother advised me to get out of the market and cash and go to cash to conserve my assets. It was only going to get worse, he proclaimed. So he said he had 40 years in the market or experience in the market. It was an ugly drop. So I followed his lead and I said hello to an $80,000 loss while thinking I'd say, I'd, I'd say goodbye to an even worse disaster. That same downturn ended soon and the market recovered. It took me months to get back in the market. If I'd ignored his advice and stayed the course, I'd be way ahead instead of I'm behind. How do I forgive him? 
Um, first and foremost, accountability is everything in the situation. One, you shouldn't be listening to someone that's not paid to give you advice. That's why I try to tell people, you, all these people that are telling me, oh, I heard my friend said this or a friend said that or a friend saw this headline, I saw this headline. Like, don't, like, that That makes no sense. Like, if you actually think about it, what what does that mean to you, to you actually? That person doesn't know you, doesn't know your situation, doesn't know your plan. What? How is that going to help you if you're just listening to some random person? That's how a lot of people lose their shirt in this business because they listen to random people, fear and greed. We've talked about it a lot, and that's what, what gets a lot of people in this situation. Same thing. You can't listen to people that are giving you advice that are not paid to. They really don't care how you come out, to be honest, um, especially like that it touches back on the specs. Of people do not care how you come out. They're just telling you what they think they know, which they mostly don't know much. Um, and it was really, and that situation is a hard lesson and people are seeing a lot of hard lessons in the market currently, uh, because they're paying attention to things that don't matter. Everyone's going to jump on anything that they hear that's going to supposedly make the money. It's the same thing as buying a lotto tickets, never going to, you know, really work out for you, but people will do it all the time because they think this time it'll work out. You really have to have a plan. You really should work with an expert. You really should understand what you're doing. And then you'll avoid situations like this. And I remember back in those times, I was advising a lot of great people to actually have a plan and go along if they have a long-term horizon and buy into these great opportunities. And it's one of the better opportunities you've had in the last 10, 12 years to actually be invested. Those don't come along a lot often. And there was a person that I knew at that time was telling people not to. And he was wrong, madly wrong. That's why he doesn't manage any money. He's just, you know, these people are people that don't fully understand how to gauge and understand the history of the stock market uh so you want to listen to experts you want to work with experts and not get caught up in in fear and greed of these things because it happens every day people are so obsessed with it um but that's what i'd say to this gentleman um and it's unfortunate hopefully he starts saving more soon because that'll be the biggest help in the situation and start saving more money you're not going to catch some big you know big ticket stop just price jump save more put more away be smart with your money and you'll be all right and that is my advice for him. Hope he turns out okay. <laughs> and we'll next we'll go into the personal life update next. Hey everyone. Final segment personal update. We will have, I think I'm going to be on Fast Money tonight at around 5:30 p.m. Eastern. So we're working out the details, but if you're able to tune in for that talking one trade idea also personally been hitting the peloton so much folks i'm getting back in shape watch out for me we're getting back to where we should be uh be more cnbc and more fox business coming up in the next couple months obviously we'll keep going the podcast for the true to new street listeners again share this with your family friends coworkers. people need to understand from a true objective space and that's one thing i was going to talk about from a true objective space i'll never be someone that's going to talk to you and try to tell you stuff to be an influencer i have no inkling of doing that i was going to be transparent truth because it may not be you know the most popular opinion but it's what i think is right and i'm always going to say what i think is right based on the information i have at that time based on the current data i have at that time that's what i'm going to tell people um and that you'll get the real from here always so if you feel it's helping you make sure you share it to other people we want many people as possible understanding learning a little bit each week each day but appreciate everyone for listening and we will talk next week <laughs>